Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. When we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 through 20 goes on to say this, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And of you, we are sure of better things. That you will indeed, as the people of God, with faith in Jesus, eat the good of the land. That your sins have been blotted out. That though they were like crimson stains, they have been washed pure, clean, as white as snow. The reason why in our liturgy we tackle sin at the beginning. The reason why we deal with the law of God and a confession of our sin and an assurance of his pardon in the beginning of our liturgy is because I don't want any of you to have the enemy of your soul, the great accuser of the brethren, to have a foothold to rob you from the mercy of God and the nourishment that he has for you on the Lord's day. The enemy does this through the ministry of condemnation. He condemns us, and often the Christian who has been forgiven can be distracted and lied to by the enemy and miss what God has for them in his word. The enemy will seek to condemn us, and by that condemnation, it may appear like something that is good and righteous. It may appear like Christian humility, but often it goes a step too far. It moves from the realm of conviction, which is good and right, to the realm of condemnation. And it becomes a distraction to what God is saying to us in his word. And not only can the enemy perform this ministry of condemnation in such a way that he deters us from the goodness of God, distracts us, but even our own hearts can perform this. First John says that there are times when even our own hearts condemn us. But in these moments, we should remember that God is greater than our hearts. And he knows all things. It speaks to the greatness of God, his omnipotence. Meaning that God has more credibility than your heart. The word, the condemning word that your heart speaks over you is, is inferior to the word of pardon and forgiveness that God speaks over you. It's like the language that we find in terms of the blood of Abel who was murdered by his brother Cain in the blood of Christ. That the blood of Christ speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. What word does the blood of Abel speak? Well, God said in the beginning, God said, I hear your brother's blood crying out from the ground. It's speaking. The blood of Abel who Cain murdered is speaking to God. What is it saying? It's crying out to God for vengeance. But what is the blood of Christ saying? It cries out to God for mercy, for forgiveness. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word, but not only a better word, a bigger word, a louder 
word. The word of God, God is greater than your hearts. So the word that comes from God is more credible. It's more authoritative than the word of your puny little heart. Who cares what your heart says? This isn't Disney. This is church. We don't follow our hearts. We preach to our hearts what God says. And we ask that God, by his grace, would help us to believe. So God is bigger than our hearts. He's greater than our hearts, but also he knows everything. That verse speaking about what do we do when our hearts rise up to condemn us, it speaks to the greatness of God. He's greater than your hearts, his omnipotence, but also he knows everything, his um, omniscience. Well, Now, what's the significance of that, God knowing everything? Well, see, when you sin, when you and I sin, our sin comes as news to us. It's new information. We're finite. We don't know the future. So when we sin, we often are reevaluating in our minds, what does God think of me now? Now that this new piece of information has come to the table. I, I, I know that he loved me before, but that was before blank. Well, in those moments, it's good to remind ourselves, and he knows everything. Meaning, it may be news to you. It's not news to him. His choice to love you was a choice that he made already knowing everything that you would ever do. And he made that choice knowing all your deepest failures. God knows more of your sin than you know. And yet his choice to love you and to save you is final. So God is greater than your heart. Don't listen to your little heart over the voice of God. He, his, his word is bigger. His word that he speaks over you is better. And his word is final because he's taken every piece of information into account. There is nothing new for him to consider that might cause him to change his mind. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor. Take a moment and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.